Welcome back to another episode of Spicing Things Up. I am your host, Brennan Merkel, here today with my co-host, Jacob Benson. Jacob, the NFL season's done, man. We don't have another live NFL game until September. How does that feel? I feel like Buddy in The Incredibles after uh, Mr. Incredible told him to go home and he just like rips down every single belonging that he had that he admired Mr. Incredible with. Are you saying you're you're ripping down all of your... Uh, I'm not ripping fandom? it down, but I stared at it the way he stared at his stuff. Just that gristled face of just anger. Yeah, we uh, we have a lot to talk about today regarding the NFL. Um Obviously, the Super Bowl just happened this weekend. Your Kansas City Chiefs up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So I say we just we just get right into it, man. I agree. We can't can't beat around the bush, you know. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna take my mind off it just for a second here. Yeah. I think we should talk about kind of what happened after first because this Some just happened. Today. Stuff. Yeah. So Tom Brady, that drunken public fool. <laughs> Uh, was carried out of a boat in Florida today uh, celebrating. So it looks like um, Tom Brady cannot handle his alcohol. Did you, did you see what he tweeted? Yeah. I'm guessing, I'm guessing somebody else tweeted that and maybe tried to pretend that it was Tom tweeting from his account. But that was 100% him. He, he doesn't so? see... He, he was very drunkenly worded, so it, it does make sense. He's part of the Gen X crowd that's still kind of figuring out social media because he was so late to get it. You do know you what think, I mean? Do you think he, he's a lightweight or do you think he's heavy? I 100% think he's a lightweight. You think so? That man does, like, worse things than keto. <laughs> that dude, he said he said he was drinking, like, a tequila, avocado. avocado. Tequilo. Or, te- oh. or avo tequila. I can't even. I don't understand. Even, I don't even know what that means. What yeah, is it like? Some some role model. Hollowing out an avocado, filling it with tequila. Probably. Well, Probably like, drink one of those. He's just plastered. I bet Patrick Mahomes wasn't blacking out of the parade last year and having to be carried out and drunkenly tweeting. Oh come on, dude. Yeah. You know what? Um, I found out by accidentally checking social media uh, Monday morning. How much Chiefs fans are despised in the United States of America? Oh, I mean, did you see that the the audience numbers for the Super Bowl? Number one was Kansas City. Number two was Boston. Number three was Tampa Bay. Boston. Which shows you that, you know, you had like... We're not so bad. This whole crowd that's probably rooting against you. A whole nother fandom that's rooting against the Chiefs. Because they were obviously rooting for Brady. Yeah, um... Chiefs fans aren't so bad. I know we get a little, little, little rowdy sometimes, but um, I don't remember going and just like ending careers of 49ers fans in 2020. Well, and I just sat there. I didn't speak one ill word of Mr. Brady during this football game. Which, by the way, hey, what'd you do for the game? I mean, I took it as you know socially distant as I could at your house at my house with uh, my roommates we know you know we got the Super Bowl platter going Um, speaking of what's your uh, what's your go-to like Super Bowl snack all right so um, my girlfriend and I were meal prepping for the game but um, Mm -hmm. on the way over I grabbed um, like a six pack of bush light and (laughs) some uh, some ruffles chips with ranch dip and I did buy a bag of Doritos because I feel like you cannot have a Super Bowl party without Doritos being involved somehow. Oh, I mean, but, you know, it's the commercials. You got to rep, got to rep the brand. Right, right. And um, I would say typically 
So if you're doing like kind of like a more private thing, I would definitely say like charcuterie boards and chicken like chicken wings are where it's at. Mm-hmm. Not like maybe not together, but you know what I mean. I mean, I think anything goes when it comes to Super Bowl platters. Yeah, and you can um, even get, like, those boards at, like, Hy-Vee or Walmart, and it's, like, the ones with, like, pepperoni, salami, and cheese and crackers. Yeah, for anyone listening that's those not smack. from Nebraska, Hy-Vee is a grocery store. Um, just so just, just to clear that up. That's shit bussin'. <laughs> no, but I would say my favorite Super Bowl dish is 100% Pizza? buffalo chicken dip. Buffalo chicken, oh, B- yes. Buffy yes, chicken yes, yes. dip. Yeah. That um, so, Fritos, so, Fritos. Yeah, uh, when when the Chiefs or the Husters got you down, Papa, Papa, Buffy chicken dip, <laughs> Buffy chicken dip, make the pain go away. Buffy chicky to make the Buffy chicky. Yeah. Oh, uh, um, do you know? Like, I have a really good recipe. Actually, I'll send you after the show. But I might have to try that. Yeah, I'm a great cook. But going back to some Super Bowl talk, um, you mentioned that you know some people might not like fans or Chiefs fans as much. Um, there was some targeting towards Chiefs fans, I would say. I'm a little hurt. I'm a little well, hurt. Well, you got to go back to last weekend. You even mentioned that, you know, Brady might cheat against you guys. Yes, I did. So this, I feel like there was a lot of talk going into the game revolving, you know, Tom Brady versus Patrick Mahomes. A lot of Chiefs fans were like, well, if Mahomes wins this game... Is he the greatest quarterback of all time? I wouldn't say that. I was still mm, calling. Well, you don't say that now because he lost. Well, no, how do you want? I still would have. I mean, I even admitted during the postseason before the Super Bowl was like announced that yeah. uh, Tom Brady is going to go down as the best quarterback of all, like the greatest quarterback of all time. Yeah. There's, no, there's no arguing. Like, there's no actual um debate like it's he's objectively the greatest quarterback to exist well there was definitely the debate though before the game happened that you know if Mahomes did come in win two Super Bowls in a row take down arguably the greatest quarterback of all time Tom Brady that maybe he's in the contention of being called the goat now and I think I was hearing baby goat maybe Maybe, but I I heard a lot of the opposite just being like well that's it's going to be like this whole like the torch being passed down to this new generational quarterback, which well, was I to me it was jumping the gun, and now looking back on it, hindsight's twenty twenty, definitely jumping the gun. What do you think of like? I wouldn't the even consider that, that jumping the gun per se, because here's the thing: Tom Brady's got what one good year left in him, maybe. I mean, people, this was a great year for him. He it he was, was a great year, but he also like he. Caught the Chiefs off guard in this game. I will oh, say that. It, the Chiefs. We will get into our full analysis in just a second. They sector, chose definitely the worst possible time to have their worst game of the season um, in the Super Bowl. But it was it was a testament. You you could tell that the Bucks defense was not the same Bucks defense that they played back in the regular season. Right. I well because I think that the Chiefs tried using that same exact offense and defense against them that they used early in the season that they blew them out of the water with. Mm-hmm. Like, and then, you know, when you have almost all of your cornerbacks guarding Tyreek Hill, so he can't even get more than five receptions, like that's also kind of how you win. I mean, yeah. I never once gave up hope until the last couple minutes of the game. Well, you, you can never really count the Chiefs out until the game's over. That's the thing, too, because they have started down from such bad deficits before in games. My greatest example, ooh, I cannot talk today. The greatest example would be the divisional round in 2020 
2019? Yeah, 2019 mm-hmm. against the uh, the Houston Texans. See, people bring that up a lot because they were down, what, 24-0 at half? Uh, yeah. At some point, at least. Yeah. Um, the thing is, that was crazy to me, and that was still a very good comeback. Um, but that Texans team, I don't believe is comparable to this Buccaneers team. Because this Buccaneers team was is really good. Oh, yeah, they, absolutely. They were. I wouldn't consider high. them a super team, but I would consider them a super powerful team. You know well, what I mean? They there, there's almost difference. Like, their defense is incredible, but I, you probably could look at their offense and, yeah, consider it a, a super team because, I mean, you have Antonio Brown, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin. Those, the two latter being like Who, I guess is top five uh, Lombardi Leonard lesson. now. Lombardi Lenny. Saw someone call him Henny Lenny. Henny see, Lenny. He, he tweeted something about how he was, uh, he's like, it's too hot out here. I'm starting to hallucinate and J, JPP has all of his, all fingers. his fingers. Wait, that, he tweeted that? <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, he tweeted it. So that was, that was pretty funny. Um, I did. I also saw that now Tom Brady has enough rings to fit on every single one of Jason Pierre-Paul's fingers. So, so That's actually really good. I haven't heard that one yet. three fingers? From fireworks, yeah, I think. I know it was from fireworks, but that's a lot of fingers. Does He just, he just plays with like a club or something, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, I don't know. That can't be fair. No. Well, you know, I don't mean to get mean you know what i'm not gonna don't take this as mean but uh yeah, shakeem griffith yeah no you know what shakeem griffin or griff yeah, <laughs> yeah yeah you know the seattle yeah. um he's still able to play with you know one arm yeah sure or one hand i don't know where it cuts off at, yeah, but. It, it's i think he's mostly missing like yeah his hand wrist. okay and he's still a very good defensive back yeah I so i mean i'm just saying like players should not let physical adverse like adversities mm-hmm. allow them to overcome their skills yeah. But JPP, I don't know. Is, is he still good? No, he was, he was beasting. Their whole, uh, their whole defense honestly had a field day, if I'm being honest. Yeah. And, uh, but that's a lot due to the Chiefs' offensive line since just incredibly letting down Patrick Mahomes. I'm pretty sure. I want an investigation on the offensive line because it looked like they were playing to throw the game. It, now, here's the thing, though. So as, as far as my whole Chiefs analysis, um, we heard about this the other day, but uh, Britt Reed, Andrew Reed's son, was involved in a pretty serious car accident that um, hospitalized children. Yeah. So I'm and since that happened, like right before the game, like the same weekend, I feel like that's something that should be talked about as part of their performance. And I get other professional athletes are supposed to play through anything. Yeah. But. You know, that's a very big blow, especially to Andy Reid as the head coach. Oh, yeah. The guy's dad. Yeah. Like that. I'm not saying that's an excuse for them losing, but I definitely think, I mean, there's a lot of factors into that game. Yeah. No, and it, it was... to, in the end, the Chiefs are to blame for their own failures, which is why I was more pissed off than I was sad. Mm-hmm. Because like that was just so frustrating to watch because it looked like they just weren't even trying. I'd say Patrick Mahomes was probably the only one that actually looked like he was putting an effort like the entire game. Like you saw that one hit, he's literally being sacked and he's still able to like bomb a pass to Daryl Williams right in the face mask, which was still dropped. But yeah, no, there was, uh, there was a lot of things that Patrick Mahomes was trying. He was R Kelly meme out there fighting for his (laughs) life. But um, no, it was going back to the offensive line. It was one of the most one-sided line of scrimmage games, you know, I've seen, let alone in a Super Bowl. And it reminded me almost, no offense, of when the Seattle Seahawks just absolutely destroyed the Broncos in like 
2014. When How it was am like, I taking offense to that? Because your team is the one that just got manhandled. Oh. But it was like 43 to 8, which going back on it, 31 to 9 is still like such a crazy score to me. I would never have seen the Chiefs not even scoring a touchdown. You know what the worst part about the game was? What? I had to stay sober the entire time. <laughs> so not only was I completely lucid and watching my team just become the bitch of Tom Brady, <laughs> I, yeah, dude, I just, I, I couldn't even like drink it away because I had work at 7 a.m. the next morning. I was like, well, this is my life now, I guess. And guess what? My o- my warmest and only hat is a Kansas City Chiefs one, and I'm still wearing it proudly because I will ride or die for this team regardless. Mm-hmm. And the amount of shit I get for it is like, oh god! Like I get it. I get why people wanted the Bucks to win because they don't want to see two teams. Like they don't want to see a team win two years in a row. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't. I don't get why that's such an issue. Yeah, I just think it's the dominance like, of the Chiefs. I think so too, but like you know, hearing a lot of sports analysts calling the Chiefs um, their play style like an like comparing it to an NBA team, I feel like that's something that would be appreciated by most of the NFL community. But no, it's not. What do you mean NBA? Like like a like an NBA like had the Chiefs won this year, they literally would have been. Um, oh, like a dynasty. Yeah, like a dynasty okay, team. Like so, the, like the, like Warriors, the Warriors, the Bulls, or the Super Heat team type of thing. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Which, you know, a lot of people in the NBA like that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I feel like NBA fans or NFL fans probably um, cross paths within fanship. Yeah. But yeah, man, it just it really like it hurts. And you know what? One thing that I was happy about: Chiefs are already favored to win next year. Oh, I'm sure. Who was in second? Were the Bucks in second? No, Bucks were really? like third or fourth. Okay, I think second was um, Green Bay, maybe. Probably Green Bay. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, so you know what? I'm just gonna brush my head off this one. But um, yeah. if if I could, Brennan, I have a uh, I have a very uh, long list of things I need to address about this game. Was is one of them including the referees? One of them is including the referees. I'll start off with that one actually. So when guys, even like Warren Sharp, are going on Twitter. And talking about how bad and like one sided the refs are being, mm-hmm. there's something going on here. I'm not gonna go in. I'm not gonna dive into conspiracy theories here. As much as I wanted to, I, on the on the ride over here, I was literally thinking, how much, how big of an ass do I want to make myself on this show? Mm-hmm. And as much as I want to say, absolutely, ride or die, um, the refs were completely different in the first half than they I were agree. in the second half. Hundred percent. And there were just some bullshit calls going on there too like there was a really bad pass i mean i get these things happen you know you cannot control every single call i not i know not everything's going to be seen mm-hmm. but it looked as if um i mean i'm not going to pull darren Ravel and literally say oh the female ref that was on the field uh her son his name is brady and they're from florida and he's 16 years old so like she was definitely biased it's like good god like watching that maybe want to like throw my phone out the window that's because that's the Gary stuff Ravel. that makes me in my analysis look like a piece of shit so, um, basically, my take on the refs was, like, I can't th- say they were completely biased, but they made a lot of mistakes. And I'm not saying any of their uh, mistakes would have changed the outcome of the game itself, but mm-hmm. I think the game, like, I think the Chiefs would have at least been able to score some touchdowns. I do think the one, the worst instance was definitely the probably game-changing call 
was the one holding call when Tyron Matthew picked off Brady right. in the end zone. Because that was like a momentum swinging interception right there. Exactly. And I stood up and started clapping. And then I saw the flag. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. I almost threw a remote, remote through my girlfriend's TV. But at the same time, because that was like during the two, that was when they were about to score like within two minutes of the first half, right? Yes. So at the same time, that same drive, you had that Breland pass interference on Mike Evans that set up like a 30-yard gain. Which, that one kind of bothered me, too, because, first of all, because I think that was one of the passes that got swatted, too. No, he tri- it looked like he tripped Mike Evans. Oh, it looked like he tripped Because he was falling behind, Breland fell down, and it looked like, you know, they got tripped up. So, I mean, that's that's going to be an easy call for the, every ref to usually throw a flag for. So Exactly. But I do remember seeing one pass interference call that I don't think should have happened. I don't know... I'm not like an expert on the rule book here. Mm-hmm. Might have to bring in the old man. But um, there was one call. So the ball was definitely swatted. And it didn't even look like he was going in Mike Evans' direction. And this was way off the field. It wasn't a catchable ball. Oh, that was in the end zone. That was in the end zone? Yeah, that was... I'm pretty sure that might have been the same drive. Okay. Because there was like three or four defensive penalties that were called in that last drive by the Bucks to end the half. Because remember... It, they were within like the five yard line, and I think they tried to run it. And that was when Andy Reid, though, he called like a timeout on defense, which gave the Bucks even more time to try and run up a play. And then they tried to do like that, yeah, that fade in the end zone. I think to Mike Evans, which was thrown literally through the goalpost, yeah. and they called it pass interference at the line of scrimmage pretty much so that was bullshit that set up a antonio brown touchdown a play later but i mean at the same time that drive the breland pi andy reed's timeout those are things that you can't really hold against the refs because they're just parts of the game exactly and i can't even stay mad at that fact as much as i wanted to Mm -hmm. because you know whenever a call doesn't go your way, you're always going to blame the refs and say that they're screwing you and that they're, like, um, taking paychecks from the other team. But um, I will say this, though. So I was actually just kind of creating some very creative uh, conspiracy theories in my head throughout the game. Uh, One of them actually involved, um, like, the barber that got covid Oh, yeah. I was 95% confident that uh, Tom Brady hired him. We, we talked him. about that last week. Right. No, no, no. But yeah. I'm serious. Like, I think uh, after um, he wasn't, okay. So I think he, like, paid the barber to go in and, like, sell secrets of the team. Because everybody talks to their barber. I talk to my haircut, yeah. like, person all the time. Gossip. And, uh, yeah, gossip. And when that didn't work, I think he tried to, inf- I think he infected the COVID bar, or the, the barber with COVID to give to the team. Unreal. All right. And then, um, yeah, I do think that the uh, Chiefs offensive linemen should definitely be investigated if they're not traded. You think they uh, I think they I, I think they threw the game walk home. Hmm? I think they made every single lineman walk home. I hope they did, because them not actively participating, because like Indomitian and Sue is their whole D line. Dude, Vita Vea and Vita Vea, yeah. Jason Pierre Paul. They've got a stacked defense, man. I on, obviously but they were able matched. to. I mean, I know the Chiefs were missing two linemen, but they were still able to not make that an issue during the first game. 
But yeah, I mean, they were missing Eric Fisher, which I guess I've heard from Chiefs fans that he isn't that good. But I don't think, well, because he was like drafted as number one pick in a class that had no good quarterbacks, receivers, or running backs. Okay. Um, I was going to say that. Oh, yeah. But it looked like they threw the game and them not doing their job. It looked like I was like playing COD Zombies with Patrick Mahomes, like just running like the mm-hmm. like the trains and stuff. And like everyone's just kind of chasing after you in a single line. Yeah. Because I mean, dude, like seriously, like watching that game was just like rubbernecking a car crash on the interstate. You just can't look away from it as bad as it is. I mean, obviously the linemen didn't throw the game. I, I know that. Um, I just a needed lot to say of drops. it. Made me feel better. A lot of drops that would have helped even in the early game. You had Kelsey drop some. Um, and that was another one of my conspiracy theories is that uh, Bruce Arians and Tom Brady got a garden hose and sprayed the entire field to make it super slick. And they gave Mike Evans um, and Antonio Brown special cleats to help them stick to it while uh, Kelsey and Hill were just slipping and sliding all over the place. Yeah. So conspiracy theories aside, Mahomes, he missed Tyreek Hill early on their go to crossing play that sh- probably would have resulted in a touchdown. Um, Do you think they just got, like, the jitters or something, and that's why? I don't know, man. I mean, the punter kicked it 15 yards from their end zone, so the Buccaneers got it on their own field, so own side of the field. So that didn't help either. There's a lot of things that you can look back that did not attribute to the Chiefs being able to try and win that game. But I will agree that the refs didn't call an equal game, in my opinion. But in a lot of people's opinion, yeah, they Tampa Bay got a lot of tricky calls when KC didn't. Um, but yeah, let's talk about some of the positive things. Uh, Mahomes, the throw where he was being dragged down by Vita Vea, um, where he was literally spinning and somehow threw a perfect pass to the back pylon. Um, I mean, it's he's so talented, it, he is. And I mean, and if it wasn't for his brother, I think he would be the most loved person in the world. Yeah, and it's like when I saw that, I was just like, how, 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 how? Um, and I think he was made in a lab. Yeah, Mahomes' stat line, it really doesn't tell the whole story at all. So, I mean, you had receivers, balls are hitting them in the face. Pause. Pause. <laughs> um, but, I mean, Pause. yeah, it's it was pretty crazy. But I did see that first half, Tom Brady was the first quarterback to have an 80% completion percentage in the first half of a Super Bowl. So that He's was also crazy. won like over 10% of the Super Bowls too. That's true, but it's pretty crazy that, you know, he's first quarterback. He has never done it. Yeah. Um, also another interesting stat going off of the um, O-line letting him down was that Mahomes ran an accumulative 497 400 yards, yards yeah. to avoid the Bucks pass rush, which was most by a quarterback all season. Which what a time to have that happen too. The fact that that's even a stat drives me up a wall. Like that is the most ridiculous. Like I, cause I remember seeing about that Monday morning, and I was just like, "What? Like what?" I know. And did you know that uh, Rex Grossman, Bears Bears quarterback that played with them when they were in the Super Bowl in twenty seven or two thousand seven, uh, registered a better QB rating than Patrick Mahomes did. In this well, he, yeah, in he didn't exactly. Um, play like the previous Super Bowl MVP. <laughs> so, um, I mean, that's just kind of out of the question, too. I mean, I feel like a lot of people that are, like, listening today were also just, like, expecting me just to break down as a man and, like, just cry in the microphone for an hour. But I'm actually – I'm very proud of myself for how I'm holding up. I um, 
So since I was watching it at my girlfriend's and I worked the next day, mm-hmm. there was really no way to like react yeah. as, as much as I wanted to. So the entire time I was at work Monday, I was literally like, okay, um, it was just, it was like an 18 hour period where I just like couldn't let anything out um, without fear of like uh, just relationship repercussions or getting fired from my job. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, okay, as soon as you're off work, go work out go cry like destroy your room whatever so it seems like like first of all i had one of the best workouts of my life that day because all my pent-up rage at tom brady because i was literally like in my head i was so pissed off it was doing leg day and i was like you know what i'm gonna find this man i'm gonna kick his ass like i was like literally like lifting as if i was training for a fight like i was man you would make love to him so passionately i just know you would no and here's why. It's because my last name's not Brady. Bada boom. I <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, Tom Brady, uh, he kisses his kids still, and I don't. And neither does Patrick Mahomes, even though he doesn't have kids, but still. Um, they're a good comparison. You know what I think the most disrespectful part of the game was? was when The Tyreek Hill like, getting a peace sign at him? No, that was sweet, though. He, that was well-deserved. You have to admit, that was well-deserved. Mm-hmm. Antoine Winfield doing that. Tyreek Hill was, did it to him when he burned him yeah, in the I, first game. I couldn't be too upset because if you get the betterment of Tyreek Hill, I mean, you know what? I think I would have appreciated it more if it was just him guarding him. Because then that would have shown actual skill. Because when you have help from two other guys, like to keep him covered. Yeah, dude, I mean, he's you got to put a slight person. asterisk on that. There's a, he's the fastest person in the league. And he was shut down in the Super Bowl. Oh, yeah. They shut him down. They shut him down, yeah. Yeah, so... And was, that, that hurt to say, but... But what I was going to say was that the most disrespectful part to me was when the streaker got onto the field. Oh, dude, did you hear about that? There we got like, to talk about this. There so, was like five minutes left in the game, and the streaker just like interrupts the Chiefs trying to drive down and score. And at that point, I'm sure all the Chiefs players are just like literally just end the game. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Like, I was I was a horse with a broken leg by the end of that, and I wanted to be put out of my misery. Yeah, how did you feel when you saw the streaker? So, first of all, first, okay, I thought it was kind of funny. I chuckled. Yeah. Although I was, like, kind of pissed. I was like, you know what, whatever. At least it ended in a funny way because that, that kind of humor just makes me laugh as, like, a shit yeah. ton. But I looked into this guy's story. He bet, like, 50 grand that there would be a streaker in a prop bet. Yeah. And so, apparently, like, one of his buddies, um, like, streaked before him. Yeah, he tried as the diversion. Yeah, Yeah, he was the diversion. So when the cops grabbed him, the other guy, he's just running off. He's got like the pink thong on and everything. That's crazy. The guy won like three hundred grand. I know from that. So he paid his bail easily. He paid his bail with yeah, his bail was a thousand bucks. Made some money. Yeah, I wish he would have told us. uh, And then there was a picture of him in like a Waffle House, like right after. I know. I saw that. I I wish he would have let us in on that, so we could have bet on it. But speaking of bets. Uh, we threw out some prop bets beforehand or like last last week before the Super Bowl. Yes, we need to talk about we it. We need to talk about it because I did pretty good. I, we both did pretty good. Um, my prop bets for just to remind everyone was uh, a penalty over 15 and a half yards. And luckily enough, as we talked about before, the Breland PI call on Mike Evans went for like 20 plus yards and cash that bet. Then we got uh, Fournette, more receptions than Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Fournette was like the second leading reception um, or receiver for uh, Tampa Bay. So that one cashed. The only one that I got wrong was Patrick Mahomes' second quarter touchdown. 
he didn't have his touchdown at all. So that one was surprising. That was the one I thought was almost the m- most surefire option. But um, Jacob, how how did yours end up? So I didn't put any actual like money down or anything. But um, or what it like what you talked about last week. You oh yeah yeah yeah. So some stuff. Um, I actually can't remember exactly what I said, but uh, I do know I was completely right on the on the coin toss because I said it was going to be heads and correct. That's right, and I said tails. Yeah, because you said tails never fails, but guess what, Brennan? It failed. That just means I got a triple down next year. On yeah, that. triple down on heads. Mm, triple or down on tails. On tails. It'll, it'll come eventually. Okay. Um, and then our oh, own... Oh, the over for the national anthem. I was just about to bring that up. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know if you guys remember last week, but Brendan and I uh, pretty much set our own line for the national anthem because we literally cannot find deadly squat on the internet. Uh, so we set it at a minute nine seconds. We... No. Yeah. Oh, we did? Yeah, it was pretty low. Oh, my gosh. That's really low. Yeah, so... The, the actual over was ended up being a minute 59 seconds. Well, that was what it was set at. So and it hit the over. In our eyes, we, won we smashed the over. <laughs> we won twice. We won twice, yeah. Um, but I, I knew, the set, I knew like, two lines into it that we, the over was going to hit no matter what it was. Dude, if you ever get a country singer to sing the national anthem, that shit's going to go on for hours. Yeah, and it was a duet, too. I mean, they're all, both Which, just out there It was a very well-performed national anthem. It was good. So it was uh, the America the Beautiful yes, by her. her. Yeah. That was awesome as well. I can't. Um, whenever I like hear her voice, though, I always think of like the song she does with like Daniel Caesar. Like, um, yeah, she's, just because I listen to that like on a daily basis. She's got a soulful sounder. She's got a very good voice. <sighs> All right, should we uh, tackle the other performance? I believe we should. Mm, the weekend, <laughs> halftime, flying the lights. We yeah. have heard the song for weeks and weeks. Um, w- during the commercial, whatever that was, he was. The weekend made me feel like a star boy. <laughs> he did dude i mean he was just out there singing song after song about cocaine and people are just during the pepsi halftime show the disrespect yeah exactly we're gonna pretend we're talking about like i even think about the innocent coke he's just talking about coke yeah he's just not even talking about it man he's singing it he is singing up to the heavens about coke during uh, the pepsi halftime show he was memed on pretty hard dude but you know what those were well deserved because that was a i was very um intrigued by this performance like it was what did you did you think it was good i thought it was good here's here's the thing this is a very divided issue because from what i've been talking to about my peers at least people either really loved the halftime performance or they despised it i was pretty indifferent you're pretty indifferent yeah i didn't didn't love did you like last year's it. better um who was last year's it j-lo was- and shakira I mean, I like that for different reasons, but yeah, um, sick bastard. This uh, this performance, I mean, it was no Prince, it was n- nothing of that caliber, no Beyonce. Um, it was just kind of like a, it's a fair assessment. It's a forgettable Super Bowl performance, halftime performance. But at the same time, it's not like you know, it was horrible. It wasn't like a Bruno Mars halftime performance where like, oh I don't God. remember at all. Don't even get me started. So I, I feel like you know. The the stakes of the Super Bowl itself, it just it really didn't feel the same watching it. It didn't feel like a normal Super Bowl. It didn't, no. And um did like were you also thinking what I was thinking too, just like the buildup of the weekend's performance, like throughout his like social media and just like everything you've been saying? Because first of all, he's worn the exact same outfit for like every uh 
like media coverage thing, like yeah. whatsoever. Like, like whenever you take he was, a shower, you know, wash your clothes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do some laundry, man. Yeah, Come on. yeah. But, um, I was super thrilled to see that the plastic surgery on his face mm -hmm. was in fact fake. I was very happy about that as well. And you know what? I kind of dig the deeper message behind it about just being real and <clears throat> like, like what fame does to people and stuff like that. And I was yeah. like, yeah, you know what? So Brennan, if you and I ever get famous from this show, uh, we will take sponsors money, but we're not going to get plastic surgery as much as we want to. At least plastic surgery that like people won't be able to see right away, you know? You oh, know dude, yeah. Like I'm not going to get a boob job. Oh, that might be kind of sweet. Yeah. I, I saw something with like Lil Nas X, like with like fake. Oh my God. I, was that real? <laughs> I saw that. That was, that was real? not real. Dude. Okay. Very Come good. on. Yeah. Um, but oh yeah, but uh, back to the weekend though. <laughs> I think my favorite meme uh, like when he's like in like that hall of lights yeah, what, that he's blinded by. I missed that part. That was during the blinding lights performance. Yeah. Okay. As you can tell, because the lights were in fact blinding and he was blinded by them. Oh. But when he was like in that like 360 camera and he's like holding it up, it looked exactly like the Joker in the Dark Knight when he's doing like. This, I saw somebody voiceover. Yeah, yeah. Like, and wow. there was like a voiceover. It was so well done. I was just like, you know what? Props to you. That's the best thing that I've seen <laughs> from this. Until midnight to, to give me the Batman, <laughs> or people are gonna die. Like, I'm a man of my word. <laughs> but no, I, I know exactly what you're talking about. There was so many memes that surfaced from that specific part. And I couldn't and, Or the Jabba Walkies that he had in the in the the dancers with all the masks on. Have you ever heard of the Jabba Walkies? No. They're that the dancing group that wears the masks. They have all the crazy lights. You would recognize oh. them. I know you've seen them. Probably. But probably uh a minute ago, but yeah. many moons, many moons ago. They looked like, uh, maybe I should say they looked like clone troopers or something out there all with their masks on. I've actually formation. been really getting into Star Wars lately too. Like, yeah. so that was, that was a very good um, illusion that you just put put out there. So I, I appreciate that at least. Yeah, you're welcome. Could, dare we say uh, Tom Brady is like Darth Vader? Tom Brady is 100% Darth Vader. 100%. And I saw another... Rogue One meme of like, Tom Brady's face on Darth Vader when he's just kicking ass at the end. Oh, and, he's like Patrick Mahomes is like that like main rebel guy. He's like like freaking out, Please. shaking the gun. Yeah, and I was just like, I think it's a fair. Assessment. It was so true, but it hurts so bad. Darth Darth Vader's a beast, so he's, actually, he's the goat of Star Wars. I was I did a very good job during the game of not going on social media or like texting anybody unless it was a media family. Yeah. Because like we're all we're all united. We're an alliance of Chiefs fans in my home, except my mother, who's a Broncos fan for some reason. But um, like that was okay, cool. <laughs> that was like the only time I was like on my phone whatsoever. And um, at the very like end of the game, I I um was like responding to something, and I accidentally opened a group chat of just Chiefs haters. Yeah, and I was just. I couldn't handle it. I almost sort of like broke down and started crying. <laughs> I saw a glimpse of it and I was like, oh no. I'm like, I gotta open this at some point. And I just started going off about how much I dislike Tom Brady. I mean, I respect Tom Brady and I always will, but God, do I just oh. You know what I realized this game did though? What? Which might must be a fact to what you brought up earlier, or must be attributed to the fact that you were saying people despise Chiefs fans. Or they have been recently. At least this year, they for sure did. I think last year, everyone kind of wanted the Chiefs to win. Yeah, but so this Super Bowl, I think, did prove that because you had a lot of people. Me, for example, I've always respected Tom Brady, never been a fan of the Patriots dynasty. But it had me rooting for him almost because I was like, 
this is a sweet story. And you had a lot of people, I think, out there that like usually wouldn't root for Brady that were. Because yeah, they were the circumstances. They were simping for Tom Brady. I wasn't simping. But you weren't. But he's other a, people were. He he's a dog, dude, and he knows how to make a good hype video. I'll tell you that he he obviously doesn't make them, but he distributes them, puts them on social media, distributes them like he distributes uh, his kisses. avocado tequila shots and child kisses. But I did see and Robert Kraft kisses. Yep, I saw somewhere that in the butt. Brady officially now has more individual Super Bowl wins than every single franchise in the league. Yeah, I saw that too. The Patriots have six, all with Brady. All with Brady. And then um, Steelers have six, I believe. Um, Chiefs have three or two. Yeah, Giants might have four or five. I thought they had five. They might have five, but yeah. The point is, he is the leader in Super Bowl stats right now. Out of anything. <laughs> and I will dance on his grave when he retires. <laughs> Along will Speaking of, do you do you think he comes back? He'll come back after this year. I think, he's, he's got, I think he came out and said, somebody asked him that. He's like, they're like, are you coming back? He's, he's like, like, yeah, I'll see you guys back next year. Excuse me, I gotta go kiss my kid and get the champagne breath out of my mouth. <laughs> All right, so obviously you're still hurt. I'm still hurt. I'll be over in like... <laughs> you're, you're, trying, trying to, you're trying to hide it. But, I'll be uh, over in like a week probably. Um, Just give me time. That's fair. But, yeah, I do think he comes back. Um, another crazy thing to consider is— I don't think they'll go to the Super Bowl next year, though. Yeah. This this past weekend, or before the, the Super Bowl, they announced—I think it was before the Super Bowl— the Hall of Fame inductees? Yes. Yeah. So we had Peyton Manning, one of the all-time greatest quarterbacks as well. I do think—yeah, he definitely deserves it. Um, definitely deserves it. Then we had Charles I didn't like him Woodson. very much either for obvious reasons, but what? We had Woodson, Charles Woodson. Okay. Um, who was actually—he was the last— Defensive player to win the Heisman, believe it or not. Um, And then we had Calvin Johnson. And who else? Am I missing someone? I might be missing someone. But did you know that Calvin... I'm kidding. Yeah, Calvin Johnson played... He got drafted after Tom Brady was drafted, played a whole career, got inducted into the Hall of Fame. Before Tom Brady Before Tom Brady... As Tom Brady's playing in another Super Bowl. Yeah, Tom Brady's a dinosaur, man. I just, and I know he's like super good. I just, I want him to retire because he has just destroyed the Chiefs so many times. Like, I, it's impossible for me to like him. There's, it's, a, it's impossible for a lot of genuine sports fans to like Tom Brady. Also, I've been thinking about fanship a lot recently, too. Yeah. I, I have, do Bucks fans even exist before this year? Where they're like fifth, like yeah. Seriously though, congrats to all like fifty-five Bucks fans that were actual fans before twenty twenty. You know what I find interesting is that the Bucks renovated a lot of their stadium and also f- fixed up, touched up a lot of their jerseys. Like as soon as Tom Brady came to town, probably um, to build up a more fanship. Even though Jameis Winston had some of the ugliest uniforms when he played quarterback. Yeah, when he started to play at least. So it was it was definitely interesting to see that. I noticed that. Um, let's see. I had one other thing that I was going to ask you about. Um, I was actually going to also bring up. Like, I oh, just, go ahead. There's a, just a few teams. So first of all, okay, <clears throat> let me know if you've ever met any of these fans for these teams. Ready? Cincinnati Bengals, Indianapolis Colts. I've met Colts fans. Have you? Yeah. 
I know a few people who are they're more they're just cults, like basement dwellers or Colts like... fans, you know, by, by association because you know they kind of like some of the other teams that are in you know Indianapolis, Indiana. Okay, uh, what about Peyton Manning brought in a lot of fans there too when he played. Does the Jackson do the Jacksonville Jaguars have fans? That is a very good question. I um, think when I think Barstool made Blake Bortles famous. Was he still on the Jags? He was still on the Jags, yeah. I will I, I think they upped his popularity by a ton. I feel He's like not a lot even of, on the Jags. No, no, exactly. But back when he was, is what I'm saying. But Gardner uh, Minshew might have also done that. At the same time though, you gotta think about that the Jaguars now have the number one overall pick, so their fans will come back. I'm know? sure. They'll probably get more fans. Um you'll have every single Clemson fan probably. Football I mean, I think just all sports in general. Like you're I think we're living in a time now where you see so many more like fairweather fans than ever. Oh, absolutely. Because, like, how many people would you say were Chiefs fans besides me before uh, 2018 when Patrick uh, Mahomes started? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, as soon as I got started going to school somewhere that was in Chicago um, in a place where a lot of Chiefs fans are, mm-hmm. it's when the Chiefs started to become good anyway. But, I mean— Well, here's the—I th- don't think they had a couple bad seasons with Alex Smith, but they were—I'd say ever since Andy Reid became the head coach, they were in the conversation mm-hmm. a lot. Like, they were—they became yeah, relevant once again. Good. Um, so. But, I mean, a few weeks ago, or it might have been last week, when I brought up the new Texans head coach, you didn't know that he was the wide receivers coach for the season that they didn't throw a single um, touchdown to wide receivers. Yeah, with uh, Dwayne Hey, if Bowen you're a real Chiefs fan, shit. can you tell me what happened December 15th, 2013? Um, was that when, because 2013 was when Andy Reid became the head coach. I think that was his first year. I think you're right. Um, let's see, Alex Smith, that was his first year on the Chiefs, too. Uh, December 15th? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Pearl Harbor. I'm trying to think, dude. All right, um, I don't know. That, that was, was uh, that was Jamal Charles' 60-point fantasy game when he had, like, Five touchdowns, Dude, had like even, 200 yards receiving or something. I didn't, I did not have, uh, I didn't have a horse in the fantasy game until like freshman or sophomore year of high school. I mean, I, I remember that from a fantasy perspective just because I think I'm, I might have been involved in fantasy then, but God. still just Jamal Charles was a savage. Jamal Charles, that is a ghost from the past, man. I loved that man, except the fact that he had an injured, like he had like a, he, is, he was so injury-prone. I don't think he got through – I think he got through, like, maybe one whole season without being injured. Did he go somewhere somewhere else? Yeah, I think he went to um, – not Tennessee. No, you're right. It was in Tennessee. I can't remember. I'm I just going to say Houston because I thought it was Houston, but it's definitely it not. It wasn't Houston. I don't think he went to another divisional rival. But anyway, getting back to the Super Bowl um, – we talked about our favorite commercials in a sec, too. Yes, definitely. We'll have to hit on some commercials. Um, but in the beginning of the game, did you see who uh, Roger Goodell was sharing a suite with? No. He was sitting next to Russell Wilson, dude. I was like, what? Blink blink twice, Russ, if you need help. <laughs> but like, I don't know, dude. Roger I also Goodell. saw Russ was drinking like a canned Aquafina water, and I was like, 
what's wrong with you, man? You're not gonna win MVP like that, bro. Dude, Russell Wilson's got some. He's got some 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 demons somewhere. <laughs> he does, dude. Have you seen his Twitter? I mean, I I definitely appreciate all of his messages, but hey, like, he's a good guy. He's, he's a, a good, he's guy. a great guy. But holy cow, who the hell drinks like? I think God told him he needs to start drinking canned Aquafina or else he's not going to win MVP. Like when God well, talked at Thad Castle in Blue Mountain State, he's like, you need to go celibate for a year. If I'm being honest, Russ's like whole career has been that Super Bowl that Mahomes just played in. His whole career has just been running from defensive linemen, chucking balls, completing them, and just tossing up prayers his entire career. Well, you can say them you can make the same argument for uh Phil Rivers or uh, Andrew Locke too. But I mean Russ well, is more the, of the same, the same play accuracy. style. Yeah, the same play style cuz those were really rushers. Yeah. But I I just thought that was kind of interesting. Um another thing I found interesting was bef- right before we'll discuss this right before we get into the commercials, the Bears beat the Buccaneers in the regular season. So did the Chiefs. Um yeah, but that well, doesn't, one, that well, doesn't you guys, count. You guys see my point. It, it doesn't count because uh, you guys beat him by three points. But it doesn't count because now it's evens out, so it basically doesn't mean anything. So are but, we Eagles once again, Brennan? No, because I think Bears are Super Bowl winners by association because we didn't, oh. we didn't lose to them. So Okay. Yeah. They Actually, they if we're— some pretty shitty teams, Brennan. Uh, I, the Bucks. We beat, we beat the Bucks, so They almost lost to the Washington football team. Yeah, well, I mean, you guys lost to the Raiders. That was a blueprint game. You guys lost to the Chargers. None of the Chargers were playing. That's fair. That and you know what? I thought it was funny that the Chargers actually tried to win that game because all that did was worsen their draft stock. You guys lost your bye week. Shit. <laughs> your your bye. Got him. And your Super Bowl or and your playoff bye week. And the playoff bye week. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just wanted to point it out. You You're know, such just, a jokester. I, I just had to. I just had to say that you know, Bears Brennan, beat the Super your Bowl. What's your astrology sign, dude? Like um, you're, you're, you are. I'm a Sagittarius. You are. But, Sagittarius. You know, I don't want to brag about it. All right, but <laughs> let's let's talk about some uh, some commercials because sir. honestly, kind of like what I was saying earlier, it it was a forgettable Super Bowl in many entertainment aspects. Does this include visual advertisements? I think it does. Really. I, I didn't like a lot of the commercials. I didn't. None of them. I wrote down a few, but if I didn't write down a few, I, there was like maybe one or two that I would have remembered. Okay, um, let me start off with my personal favorite. It definitely would have been the. Um, okay, so I have like two personal favorites. I'd say these are tied. The uh, number one would have been uh, the Mountain Dew commercial with John Cena. Oh yeah. Because one. Watching that was so visually appealing. I'm pretty sure that's what Lu- like <clears throat> Lil Uzi Vert sees on a daily basis, just when he goes outside. Thanos. Yeah. Thanos Uzi, Uzi Vert. Yeah, pretty much. So, but yeah, that was just a very cool commercial. I love seeing John Cena just riding a car with just a bunch of like colors and stuff. It, it just brought back positive vibes from just the shit show of the performance I was looking at. Sure. Um, and then okay, I would like you could talk about your favorite. We can just go back and forth. Um. You know what, since I, since I was talking about how I didn't like them, I'll just say my least favorites. But you can you can say the positive ones, I'll say the negative ones. Okay, so, so yeah, we'll bounce each other out. Um, Tony Romo's Skechers commercials. Oh my god. First of all... Brutal. I only like Tony Romo when he says good things about the Chiefs. And he had some abysmal broadcast. commentary the whole game. So well, seeing, he's obsessed with Tom Brady. I'm pretty sure he has like a shrine of him in his house. He probably does. But yeah, seeing him, you know, advertise Skechers, I'm just like, that's very fitting. Go... Go. Fit check. Exactly. So I that was annoying. 
Tony Romo definitely is the kind of guy that's going to be like six years old and wearing like New Balances or Skechers. And it's not like the cool ones that like our generation is making like stylish. It's going to be like the like Home Depot with like Walmart jeans combo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. All right. What's a good one? Um, the Matthew McConaughey vending machine commercial. Was that Doritos? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Doritos had another, oh no, it was Cheetos, the one with uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher. That one was pretty good. With Shaggy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, explain the Um, Matthew McConaughey one. I'm pretty sure Matthew McConaughey is ahead of the entire human race as far as like (laughs) transcending into something greater. Absolutely, I would agree. He is in his own world and I'm here for it. He's always kind of been my favorite Texas hippie. He is definitely a hippie. Um, In the best way though. I don't think (laughs) I could ever say something bad about uh, Matthew McConaughey though like literally everything he does makes I'm over overwhelmed with joy when I see Matthew McConaughey yeah um, and honestly I wanted to go buy more Doritos afterwards so that advertisement they were like 3D worked. Doritos weren't they something like that yeah it was interesting wait what do you mean 3D like 3D printed no like they were they weren't like this this thin shit oh like they actually like were like it thick. was like one of those little like pretzel like bite thingies okay so like yeah. thick with a couple c's on the doritos yeah, there. yeah okay yeah. i got it was you. like a little puffy puffy guy that but, makes an insane amount of sense to me yeah so but another bad commercial that i wrote down was the oat milk commercial did you see that one i was probably cooking dinner at that yeah, point it was a dude they were advertising oat milk dairy free what the hell is oat milk yeah i, I made from oats i'm guessing it's just like Milk with just like a water combination to it. it like it's it just was, it's just watery it's, milk. It's made from oats and stuff like that, which I don't know how to make it. I'm not do oats like lactate or something like almonds do. Or? They, they must. But um, yeah, no, they do. That's exactly how they make almond milk. I'm guessing. But they just milk the almonds. They just milk the almonds. <laughs> but yeah, the guy sang a song about it, and it was atrocious. It was one of the. Can you can we get a little recap? I don't I don't even remember the lyrics, dude. I tried to forget it. I tried to jar it from my memory. Damn. But um, sadness. If you look it up after, you will wish you never saw it. Okay. Um, I can't. I <laughs> I don't know the point of the advertisement. I don't know who ran that through management, and they were like, "Yeah, we'll go with this." Calm down, man. Just messing with you. No, I I'm just saying, dude. Somebody's got to take the fall for whoever decided on that commercial. Okay. Uh, well, I will talk about kind of like my third favorite, I guess. It was the, like, I'm not like a huge fan of Bruce Springsteen, but I thought the Jeep commercial was just very soothing. And oh, I that think was it was a long one, wasn't it? It was a super long one. And then, but like, I don't know, like it was a, it was a very strong message, but um, it was just a very like visually appealing commercial. Yeah. Speaking like the of- camera work was really good. Like, and I've never um, advertised for the sale of Jeeps or anything. But um, like I know you want to do the Jeep wave, the Jeep wave. Can you do it in studio real quick? Oh, the Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you just waved. Was that easy? You know when Jeeps drive fast each other and they they give them a little like you know. Is that a thing? You never knew about that? No. <laughs> what, dude? Yeah, that's such a huge thing. I knew a lot of people growing up that drove Jeeps, so it was. I can say I personally know at least <clears throat> two Jeep drivers, so I'll have to ask them. You definitely have to ask them. I should make this my capstone project. Oh, 100%. Is the Jeep wave real? Yeah. Coming to you. 100% real, dude. Yeah, that's pretty funny. Um, That's all I got for commercials that I remember, though. The, right. That Mila Kunis, Ashton Kutcher one was pretty good, though. That was good. Um. The last thing I was going to say was, like, speaking of moving commercials, the NFL tried to do their whole Ignite Change uh-huh. commercial, which it was good. But 
they didn't uh, include Colin Kaepernick in it. The guy that started it. The guy that, you know, the reason why anybody's even talking about it today. Yeah. Which At least in I thought the NFL. was very sus, very petty of the NFL. Yeah. I just like, it still just baffles me, man. We won't get into it too much here, but the fact that, you know, they the NFL is definitely messed behind. up a lot. Yeah. They just as far as can't so, like, stand behind Colin Kaepernick. It's no. so annoying. If I had to give any guess why, I think it was just because of how it was presented the first, or how like Colin Coward, or Colin, it's not Colin Coward, Colin Kaepernick like first like executed it. I just don't know if they could like see eye to eye on that specific way of um, like igniting the movement. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's too bad that they couldn't have uh, just gone the peaceful. They, they should. He was doing it peacefully. Too bad that had to. Get away from that. But. Yeah. The NFL is sus. That's very sus. Right now, I hate sports because I'm still heartbroken over this loss. But yeah. Brennan, at least we still have one division. That is the only thing we've got going for us. So Brennan and I went ahead and finished, or caught at least up. we're caught up. Caught we're up. caught up. So, uh, spoiler alert, just. Um, this isn't going to be the last thing we're going to talk about, so just skip ahead if you don't want to hear this part. But I mean, the uh, new episode's been out almost a week, so yeah, the new episode's been out the a week. So honestly, like, like, what are you days, what are you doing so. if you're not watching the show, yeah. man? I have actually watching the show. I've had a um, reignited love for the Marvel movies. Yeah, I actually I I watched Age of Ultron before I went to work yesterday, just because I was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm kind of in the mindset now. Um, but yeah, WandaVision, it's weird as hell, but I love it. It took a second to get warmed up to it, and I'm glad I had other people that were able to let me know, like, hey, man, this gets better, because it started off really slow, because I'm not a fan of the whole 1950s sitcom look. Oh, and apparently you and I can't be real fans of WandaVision, because we uh, we talk shit on the first two episodes, um, only to find that the other three are a lot better. So I guess we're not real fans of the show, for what I've been seeing on social media, at least. <laughs> Um, I mean, it's fair. We might have jumped the gun a little bit, a little bit there, but you know, that was just my raw reaction. Yeah. hundred percent. Like what the hell were they expecting? You know? Yeah. But catching up to it now, the Marvel, it's back. Um, the, I want more. I need more. I crave more. It was like, and what's nice is the episodes are pretty short. They're like 30 minutes. Not even dude. Not even. It's like 22 and like eight minutes of credits. You're right. Um, the only thing I was disappointed in was um, the newest episode when they introduced the new character. It was the kid that's in all like the American Horror Story shows. Oh, Owen Peter or Evan Peters. Evan Peters. Yeah, Evan Peters. I, I wanted it to be someone cool so bad, like a, a, like a Marvel <laughs> character. Oh, I was yeah. expecting to see like Captain America or something. And well, no, I, yeah, I've been so. seeing that. Um, it's like they're going to bring like Fantastic Four into it. Really? Yeah, because uh, uh, Monica, the like head rocket scientist, like astrophysicist or whatever, not mm-hmm. not a Cat Dennings character who who by the way I despise. I'll just throw that out there. Which one? Um, she was the one from the Thor movies. Oh yeah, yeah. the quirky. Yeah, I talk like this yeah. whenever I talk. Can I get that coffee now? Yeah. Um. Yeah, her I can't stand for a multitude of reasons. One, she I think she and just. Like, I'll get into my analysis in a sec about that. But, um, yeah, but she mentioned, um, like, 
um, some kind of astrophysicist that she knew. And um, the only one that's also still in the MCU that's an actual superhero is like uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. So I'm thinking he's definitely going to make an appearance at some point because I know there's like this whole thing going on with like Fox and Disney and um, Sony about like who's who owns who, you know what yeah. I mean? Um, so yeah, I think that's good. There's a lot of really, really cool possibilities that can happen. Yeah. And also, um, I finally got to the part where, uh, detective Wu. Yeah. Uh, that card trick he did when he had like the business card. Mm -hmm. Um, Paul Rudd and Ant-Man showed him that trick when he asked him how to, like in the second Ant-Man movie, like when he's like under house arrest. Really? Yeah. Cause like Paul Rudd like did like the card trick and then he just goes up. He's like, Hey, can you, can you show me how to do that? You mean Asian Jim? Yes. <laughs> Asian Jim Halpert. Yeah, uh, making an appearance in WandaVision and SNL in the same week. Like, that is a hell of an accomplishment. Congratulations, <laughs> Sean Krasinski. That was pretty funny. Thank you. Um, um, but, yeah, like, I just thought, like, it's, it's small stuff like that that, like, they want you to look out for. Yeah, I love the little Easter eggs. But it makes there. the show so much better, too. I know it's all, like, um, what's the word? Uh, fan service. It's all fan service. Yeah, I mean, but of course, it's fan service that we love. It's like watching uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars, or like just like any, yeah, like or Mandalorian or something. Yeah, if you if you've grown up watching this stuff, you're gonna obviously hold it to a different level than you know somebody who didn't exactly watch it. You know, somebody uh, avid or just somebody that doesn't keep up with Marvel goes in and watches Endgame. They're gonna be like, "The hell is this?" Also, I, compared to me watching it, I'm just like. This shit is dope. <laughs> I, I want to ask you a question, too. Do you think Vision's actually alive or dead? He's dead, is he not? I think he's actually dead, but I'm just wondering, like, because he's able to, like, kind of break through what's going on. So you think if he was dead and she just kind of, like, well, made up the character, like, he wouldn't have like had free will. We're, like, extremely spoiling it right now, but, like, you saw, like, him, the, like, vision of him, like, the stone's broken. He's, like, completely, like, Like, Lil Uzi Bird, if someone got the diamond out of yeah, his head. Yeah, literally Thanos snatching Lil Uzi's diamond out of his head. <laughs> Some chain um, snatching. Snatching his wig. Um, <laughs> but I, it, I, there was, like, an instance in, like, either episode two or three where I started catching on, and I was just like, damn, this is... Was that when... Uh, Wanda is literally controlling this. Yeah. I called it, like, a few episodes before they figured it out. I got a little theory, though. I think Catherine Hahn's character, um, their, like, next-door neighbor, like, the one that really talks like that. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think she's behind it all. You think she's behind it? Yeah. How? I think uh, she's, like, taking advantage of Wanda's grief. And um, I think she's kind of the mastermind behind it, because there's no way that, like... Wanda's doing this. Yeah, they're kind of making her out to be a bad guy. They're right? making her out to be a bad guy, it, which kind of caught me off guard because— um, Well, I mean, we've she seen came other out. Avengers do that. What's up? We've seen other Avengers do that. Hawkeye did it. He became a bad guy. But he was under, like, a spell, though. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was. He was under a spell? Yeah, in the first Avengers, he got hit with, uh, like, Loki's thing. And it, like, turned him into a, like, asshole for, like, no, half but, a movie. No, 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 no. After oh, and Captain in Civil War in one no 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 in one of the most recent end the one before Endgame Infinity oh War, yeah, yeah when okay. everyone disappeared his whole where family he becomes disappeared. like he literally becomes Attack on Titan yeah, yeah you you saw his whole family disappear and he like averted to a life of crime in like Mexico destroying cartels in Japan or Japan whatever um, <laughs> so yeah it, it'll be it, and then they had this whole redeeming story of him so I'm sure it'll be kind of the same type of thing. It wouldn't be anything superhero related if they didn't have like a like a falling arc where the character has to redeem themselves. Exactly. That's always 
it's super cliche, obviously, but like oh, that's what 100%. makes a good that's what story. Marvel. Marvel's that's what pretty for. cliche. But that's what they're known for. We love it. You know, like Thor, for instance. Like he becomes like um, like YouTube addicted alcoholic. Fortnite. Fortnite. And he's <laughs> definitely like practicing dances and just he, when he's drinking like PBR or some shit like that, you know, he's hit rock bottom. But yeah. then he has to redeem himself in the movie, which is what he does. And Absolutely. it's all of his fans just go bonkers for it. Absolutely. Fat Thor. I'll, I'll miss him, though. He's, fat Thor is still a thing. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not like he just like shed the fat in like a matter of seconds when I mean, he like he is put a the god. On. So, yeah, and it's also I mean he's probably it's also a movie. Yeah, and he, and he also got it from drinking. So if he probably like lays off the sauce for like a month and like that's goes all, back that's to all like we have to do cosmic keto. That's all we've got to do to lose it. Stop drinking. Yeah, pretty much. Damn, dude. All right, but hey, it's just so darn tasty. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> And for moments like this week, you know, it's got to be a habit. Some busy weeks, you just got to gotta calm it down with a nice beer. Exactly. Uh, drink Miller, even though that's not. I'll cut this part out. We don't do advertisements for free. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you don't need to cut it out. It's kind of funny. I can't wait um, until we start getting advertisements, though. Hey, we- I mean, we could figure out someone that uh, somebody out there wants us to, you know, promote a little. Yeah, thingy, let's, thingy just, let's try to get, like, to. the Viagra medicine. All right. The COVID vaccine? Yeah, we'll, we'll advertise the COVID vaccine. Get the COVID vaccine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> pay me for it. I'll be selling them behind the uh, Arby's Alley at 2 a.m. <laughs> <laughs> we have the meats. All right. Um, Brendan, so I think our closing segment, we agreed it was going to be the uh, top three positive aspects of life in the current sense since um, even though the Chiefs, my precious Chiefs, have failed me. Yeah. So why don't you go first with the first one? Um, I didn't have anything specific coming into this, but I just think every day that passes that we get further and further away from what 2020 was, the last day of 2020. I just think that's a good day. We're still kind of in it. We're still close. We're still a little close. So I think uh, I think better days are ahead. I think um, so too. And, you know, we just got to keep grinding, man. Beamer's a very half glass full kind of guy. Oh, Absolutely. Respect the hell out of that, man. Got it. You got to live life like that. How about you? Um, Obviously, my first one. uh, Chiefs are favored to win the Super Bowl next year. So I'm just kind of hoping on that. And um, I guess soon it's going to be baseball season. So maybe the Royals won't let me down this year. Yeah. They, I mean, I okay. See, here's the thing. I was called like a super spoiled sports fan because I've had a World Series and a Super Bowl um, by the time I was 21 years old. Yeah. But... You get those, and you have higher expectations for your team. Mm-hmm. Like, I've become what I've despised for so long. I've become a Boston sports fan. Yeah. I mean, not like a fan of the yeah, Boston no, sports, like a, but like their spoiled. style of, um, like, fanship. Yeah. I so see it. another th- positive thing I'm going to work on is um, the fact that I still have my health because I survived. I beat that COVID shit. Yeah. That shit was nothing. We're survivors, man. Yeah, literally. Yeah. And now I can't give it to anybody, so problem solved. As of right now, yeah, you're not a As doctor. of right now, you're I am a doctor. I'm not a threat either, so. <laughs> yeah. Um, another good thing for me, uh, since you brought up some football, is that the Chicago Bears are still in trade talks with Deshaun Watson, so I think. This, Yikes. <laughs> the whole I, Carson know, Wentz thing, not going to happen. Yeah. That's just a publicity stunt for the Texans to Get a little worried and 
drop their price for Deshaun and give him to the Bears. Yeah. It's all I, part of the plan. I could see Deshaun going to the Bears. Also, uh, can I just bring this up real quick? I'm looking at a picture of uh, Sam Darnold on my laptop here. Mm-hmm. He looks like Jesse Plemons. You know who that is? The actor? Yeah. Yeah. He plays Todd in Breaking Bad. Yeah. Yeah. He looks like, look at there. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show you this. Yeah. Oh, my God, he does. Yeah. He really does. It looks exactly like him. He actually does. You're right. It's pretty creepy. <laughs> That's terrifying. He, Jesse Plemons is kind of a creepy looking guy. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. You got a last one or? Yeah. Um, we still have the show, and it's actually getting more and more listeners every day, and we always are appreciating that stuff. That'll, that'll feed into my last one, too. Uh, my last a, one is Just a little that, fan appreciation. The yeah, Stew we'll, Crew. We'll, we'll see everyone next week, you know? Yeah. We'll still be going. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were going to end the show right there. You want me to? No. Okay. I never want to go. All right. I live in the studio. <laughs> in the stew. All right, but that is actually our show. Um, I actually feel better having this little hour-long therapy session with the boys. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, so we're still on YouTube at Spicing Things Up Podcast, and our email is spicingthingsuppodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we don't have any promotions yet, so let's get some. Yeah. But, um, yeah, other than that, do. see you next Wednesday. Go in peace. See you guys. You ever feel like nothing good was ever going to happen to you? Yeah, and nothing did. So what?